it's a wonderful life, it, um, especially if you're left alone for any reason, or you lose your job, or you move, you find people who are talking the same language. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives, especially as we age. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager, and I love to hear from you, my listeners. Leave me a comment on ZestfulAging.com. Our music is courtesy of Judith Banker. She was a guest on Zestful Aging, and her CD, Buffalo Motel, is out now, and you can find out more about her on judybanker.com. Boy, do we have a treat for you today. Our guest is a world record holder, master swimmer. She is 89 years old, and her story begins in Rhodesia. When she was a young child, she wanted to swim, but they didn't have swimming pools, and she wasn't able to swim in the rivers because of the dangerous wildlife. And she takes us through her life it's a beautiful story many twists and turns she gets married she marries a vet she has kids and then she finds swimming again and she actually is leaving an amazing legacy with her training and meeting people from all over the world you're gonna love this i know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now we're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, just go to zestfulaging.com and it is all yours. Well, as usual, I've got my little Jack Russell Sparky right by my side. So <laughs> let's begin. Jane Asher is an 88-year-old competitive swimmer. After a career as a swimming teacher and coach, Jane began to train seriously and to compete in master's events in her 50s. She holds world records in numerous events in the five-year age bands up to her present age, and she's looking forward to turning 90 next year where she will have another batch of records to break. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you very much, Nicole Christina. I am so happy that we finally connected over the pond. Very, uh, some technical uh, difficulties, but here we are. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for coming in touch. So, Let's start with, I'm going to ask you a question, and I know you've probably been asked a lot of different questions, but I am curious why you love swimming. Oh, it just feels good. I know it does be good, but it's really it's just that I like being in the water. Have you always liked being in the water as a, as a little girl? Yeah, I have really. I started off in northern Rhodesia, which is now called Zambia where you didn't do swimming because 88 years ago there weren't swimming pools and just the rivers full of wildlife. 
So I had to wait till my parents moved to South Africa where there were pools. And there I was brought up to love water. My mother always did and my grandmother. It, it's a family tradition to swim. I see. Do you remember how old you were when you actually knew how to swim and not just bob around in the water like, like many kids? Probably oh, about seven. Uh-huh. We've, got, and, we've got old movies of my father taking us where we swam across the corner of the pool, my brother and I. Uh-huh. And when did you start realizing you had a competitive streak? Oh, very early. My dad was American, and uh, everything we did, we had to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, aren't you? <laughs> You're the best, oh, aren't you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's so many things that we could say about that, but maybe we'll just <laughs> let that lie. And uh, that is very funny. So he had this competitive streak and you adopted it. Well, he taught us to ride. He'd been in the American cavalry in the First World War. So my brother and I learned how to ride and then we competed in Jim Connors, did a lot of pony riding. Um, I didn't do competitive swimming. The war was on when I was a child, so there wasn't a lot of competition until uh, about 1948 when we started competing. And then, of course, I left school. So I didn't compete at swimming until the very end of my school career. But I won something. I was a very small, skinny girl. And traditional South African girls are big, strong. They're of Dutch stock. Right. And the first competition I went into was an inter-schools, and I was just in one race, and it was a backstroke race. So you all have to wait for the command to get into the water and be quiet. And I looked at these other girls, and I was about half their size. I thought, how am I going to be the best now? And my mother stood up in the, in the stands, and I didn't know she was there, and she shouted out, I'm over here, Chicky. Not oh my god. <laughs> I won the race easily. Easily and is, is easily. So, now now how do we understand that? Is it is it advantageous to be small or powerful? Uh, it's, <laughs> or both? it's just the nerves went fing. <laughs> oh, oh adrenaline, goodness. adrenaline. Adrenaline. And do you remember how it was for you at oh, first sure. you were very intimidated and here you are this little kid yeah. you win and what was that i was very pleased i was very yeah. pleased <laughs> and did you get a taste and want some more of that yeah yeah but then i left school so um i, I came to england because i was a bit too young for university and i worked with horses and i went back to take my degree out there and there we did have a swimming team and uh, I got into racing at university. But mm -hmm. we didn't work like what people do now. We had no idea. When I look at what I did, I've got diaries with what I did. I used to swim by myself because I was an early riser. I just used to get up and go down and swim up and down, up and down. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't really until I was adult and I left university, I left everything. I came over here to get a job and um, I joined a rowing team because there wasn't any swimming around in Norfolk in 1952. That's right, 
long time ago. Uh, so we used to race in the rowing in the river in the year in Norwich. And, uh, and then eventually I got married and you don't do sport when you're married. My husband was a veterinary surgeon and uh, a vet's wife has to be at home to answer the telephone and then to hold the animals. And so until my children, oh, I bore four kids and it's, it was quite a busy life until did they you, all grew up and left. Did, did you miss it when you were holding the animals and answering the phone? No, I like animals and I enjoyed it, that. It was a good job. It was uh, a good job. So you didn't feel like in the back of your head, boy, I wish I was in the pool. No, no. It just it, was a different phase. Yeah, different, completely, yeah. Well, swimming hadn't been that big. I, you see, horsemanship had been really my, this, my great love. And I married a vet, so right. he became my great love. And uh, um, yeah, working with animals, I was delighted. I probably married him because he was a vet, not just because he was him. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got to help with the animals, and uh, well, you would go in the office, or well, no, we it? had it in our. <laughs> we had a small cottage, uh, just a, a, a kitchen and a living room. So we had to have the. The kitchen, I had to clean it up very quickly. We have an evening meal, and I'd clean it up, put the kids out the way, and then the animals would come in on the kitchen table. So it was a very clean kitchen. I, um, I suppose so. <laughs> but um, his back collapsed. He had a, a slip disc, and he had to give up cows and uh, go into dogs and cats in the city in Norwich, small animals. So... Uh, he thought for a little while he wasn't going to be able to work because his back was so bad. Mm. So I, I thought, well, I'll get a job because we're going to need some income. And there was a pool which has just been built in the local school. And the headmaster said, well, if you go and get a qualification, you've got a job. And uh, I did that. You could take quite a quick course because I, I knew how to swim. And I had a degree. I think that helps to get a job, even if it's just teaching swimming. So I started to teach and I loved it. I just loved being with children. And my kids had to go to school. Uh, we had to find their own clothes and get themselves off. It was nice. I, you know, you become a working woman, not just a mum. And that was a great time. Uh, but some of the children I was teaching looked promising. And so I suggested that we do some racing because I had enjoyed it so much that little while I had. And uh, they, they were a bit nervous about it. So I said, well, look, I'll do a race. I'll take a, the school bus. <laughs> you come and watch me have a race. Um, this could have been disastrous because I was 40. And the, this racing was the was county championships, which really means the children who swim for clubs. And again, I wasn't little and skinny by then, but I was old and <laughs> not skinny. And, and you hadn't were... swam for a while. I, no, well, I did, because in between my lessons, um, at lunchtime, I'd grab a little time to, to be a bit of swimming. I, I but see. it was an indoor swimming pool, and it was 16 yards long, which is not what they have now. And when we went to do this competition, it was outdoors by the sea. Great Yarmouth is on the east coast of Norfolk. It's very cold, and uh, it was 100 yards long, the swimming pool. And the race that, I mean, there was races I couldn't do, like butterfly and breaststroke. And mm -hmm. I thought, 
Well, I'll do what they have got on front corn. It was 440 yards. And that's a very long way when you haven't been training properly. So again, I looked at the competition and my mother wasn't there to shout at me. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. The children are going to see me just disaster. Oh, no. Well, I came last, of course, but they all thought it was wonderful. That's brilliant, miss. That's wonderful. Ah. So, <laughs> so I got a team together. But you're not allowed to take part in children's competitions, really. Um, so I had to wait until I'd finished teaching and then I went into coaching. And again, you know, we weren't allowed to swim competitively. It's an amateur sport. Hmm. So um, I had to wait. I, I coached for five years. And then I thought it was time to move on and do something a bit more constructive than working for a club. Clubs are quite unpleasant. Well, they can be. Parents want the, the kids to be better than they are. And, oh, and they begin yes. to grumble about things. I thought, well, you can have that. I'm going to start my own group and I hired a pool and called it Jane's Extra Training so that they didn't swim in competitions from my club. Clubs, children from other clubs could come and have extra training. I'd been the county coach at some stage and so people knew me. Norfolk's quite a widespread county so some 30 miles away some people came because they knew me and they liked me. So you did but they'd driven total... 30 miles. So I said to these parents, look, you've, you've been sitting in the car for 30 miles. You don't want to sit here for another hour and then sit again. Why don't you get in and swim as well? Oh. So I, I started something which you can't do now. Um, the adults and children at the same time. But it, it was worked brilliantly because I had young men who were professor at the university or people who had time at that time late in the evening or late afternoon swimming with the 16 year old boys so of course i didn't have to discipline them you know the boys ah. were trying to beat the men and the men were making sure the boys didn't get a chance and the older women swam with the little ones sort of seven and eight year olds and they kept them you know i'd say now i want you to go when the clock's at the top and the mums or these ladies would say to the kids look look it's five two time to go i had a wonderful time and i've still got those people that was sort of 1980, late 70s and 80. They still get in touch. This, this particular program will go out now. I'll get, I'll get people saying, I remember Mrs. Asher. And it's, it's lovely. It means that we keep in touch with people who were children and now they're grandparents. Mm. <laughs> ah, so I you made it. this up. To you just, you created a yeah. whole new format, a whole new way to teach swimming. Well, I, I did something you can't do now because they've got this child protection business. You can't put kids in the water with adults. You can't even have them in the changing room at the same time. But at that time, it, it was brilliant it was, because it was, it was fun. It was nice for the parents to work with their kids. Some of, them, some of them were fathers who'd been runners and they got injuries, of course, as happens with runners. So they'd get into the pool and then they'd find 12-year-old daughters were faster than them. Oh. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, we had a lot of fun. 
Let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Copper Compression, for supporting the Zestful Aging podcast. Copper Compression was in the news recently when they donated their entire stock of 18,000 masks to New York and New Jersey hospitals. Thank you so much for that. We're happy to work with a brand that has its values in the right place. Copper Compression offers a full range of copper-infused wellness products like braces, gloves, and sleeves that provide targeted relief and the support you need through your active recovery. They have the highest copper content on the market, guaranteed. Copper-infused fabric is really an amazing material. It has antimicrobial and anti-odor properties, and it helps increase blood flow. This unique combination of compression and copper gives you the strength to heal. Many of you know that I'm an avid tennis player, and over the years I've had to deal with the pain of plantar fasciitis. And for those of you who haven't experienced it, it literally feels like walking on little nails. It is very painful, Uh, but their plantar fasciitis foot supports have really helped me. They're also offering a generous 30% off on your first order just for zestful aging listeners. So go to coppercompression.com forward slash zestful aging, or you can just use the promo code zestful aging at checkout for your discount. Again, a big thanks to Copper Compression for their support. Aha, uh-huh. so you brought everyone together mm. in family and community. Mm. Mm, it was good. Aha. Uh-huh. And, and then I started swimming myself because I thought, oh, I know what it was. Someone came up to me when I was coach when I was doing that race. She said, you don't actually have to swim with children. There is now a business called Masters, and you have to be 25 and over. Mm-hmm. And there are a few meets around. So I started going with her. And then she came from Great Yarmouth, and I had another friend who belonged to another club. And we thought, now, if the three of us could get together, we could make a club for us. And we did that. Uh, I applied to the authorities to say, can we call ourselves the Norwich Masters? And he said, no, because they'll think you're the city team. Well, can we Mm. be Norfolk? No. And so I spoke to other people, and one of them said, well, look here. There's a butterfly that breeds in Norfolk, only on the Norfolk Broads. It's called the East Anglian Swallowtail. So we thought, right, well, we'll call ourselves East Anglian Swallowtail, E-A-S-T, and people could join us who lived on the eastern side of England. They didn't have to come from Norfolk, which spread us even further. We had a wonderful <laughs> spiderweb of people <laughs> And they're now a big club. They're still going. People who I coached are now doing the coaching. I'm thrilled about it all. It's a legacy you've left. (coughs) It's been great. How do they cheer for you? It's so much, such a mouthful to say East Anglian swallowtails. Go, go, go. No, it's East. Just East. Go East. East. Yeah, go East, young man. (laughs) But then um, my husband died. So I... My children had all moved to London, and uh, so I thought, well, they started having babies. I might as well go and be with them. 
and that was 25 years ago. So I've been there with the kids and I've joined other clubs down here. And now I belong to the King's Cormorants. Ah! And, uh, so, but I still keep in touch with the others because we all go to the same meets and it's brilliant. Uh -huh. it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful life, it, um, especially if you're left alone for any reason or you lose your job or you move, you find people who are talking the same language. And you can travel because I usually find someone more efficient than myself who can organize flights and accommodation. We have a, I've got friends at the moment called the Good Air Travel Agents. They're not travel agents. <laughs> They're just people with jobs and they know how to do things. So mm -hmm. they, they book things and uh, I just trail along smiling. I'm so, spoiled. but you, Jing, you're a woman. I mean, it sounds like your disposition is quite creative and adventurous, that you're not accustomed to saying, oh, if we can't have the name, I guess we won't do it. You are oh, no. a woman who you just figure it out. Well, you find somebody who can do it. You know, I, I can't always do it, but I'll find someone who can. You're resourceful. <laughs> Well, I know my limitations. <laughs> and you also, from what I understand, had had some of your own surgeries and medical situations oh, yeah. you had to deal with. I've had both hips replaced. Mm -hmm. But that that's a fantastic operation. And I had a wonderful surgeon. The first hip was done over oh, 15 years ago, I think. And then the next one was done about eight or nine years ago and um there was a big swim across the hellespont which is what lord byron did 200 years previously so we had a comp we had a, a company called a swim trek who organized british people to go and join this swim to swim across from shanakali to somewhere in greece it's now turkey and uh, so i asked if i could have this operation done in time for me to recover to do that and the surgeon was brilliant he did it at the end of may and this swim swim was in august and i was fit to do it and it, it, it's brilliant i felt mm. great mm -hmm. it's, it's um quite a rough sea but uh there were a lot of us and my son came my younger son jamie's a swimmer and he uh, he came, swam across, but he's fast, and he was right across the sea. Um, it, it was quite worrying. He got out, and he looked stood up on the finishing point. He said, I wonder if Mum's all right. Oh, mm. and I was arriving, because the salty water makes it so easy. You know? it was, it's such a good operation. If anybody's got it in front of them, tell them not to worry. I'm I'm chuckling because when you say the salty water makes it so easy, mm. I mean you're you're swimming in the ocean for no, quite a distance. Yeah, no, but you're very buoyant in salty water, <laughs> and it was only three kilometers. I mean that's not all that far, really. It's just that it's the sea, and you know there's yeah. a lot of space around you, and sure. the waves were very high, so you'd get right up the top of the wave and boof down again but when you got up to the top you could see where you were going there was a big hill with a mast on it so you could focus on the mast every time you got up to the top you'd ah right i'm, I'm left hand down a little <laughs> oh my goodness and soon you'll be 90 and i'm wondering 
how many people are in your category now? Ah, uh, they're dropping. There's some very good Japanese older ladies, and the um the Dutch, the the Norwegians, the Swedes, the Danes, all those people up sort of live in the cold areas. They keep going. There's lots of them have got teams of people in their eighties. They've got relay teams. They can choose four people for one club in their over eighties. So they're marvelous. I know who's because the the um, records are all online. You can mm -hmm. see who's swimming and how fast they're swimming up to now. Right. So you, you know, know your competition. You can, oh yeah. Are there a, are there particular women that you see at the meets that you have kind of a friendly competition with? That oh yeah, you, uh, yes, yeah. There's a there's a lovely Canadian woman who's a good butterfly swimmer. I'm a good fly sprinter, and I'm at fifty meters. That's me finished, and she can go on and do two hundred. She's marvelous, and we had a race. She's a tiny little thing. Um, I'm five foot six, and I'm I'm quite light, but I'm not tiny, and uh, she looks so small. But I knew that our times were very equal, and about four years ago we swam in the World Championships in Canada in Montreal, and we had to swim in an outdoor pool, um, next in the next field to the pool field, there was a a concert going on, a rock concert, and. Um, <laughs> I'm hard of hearing, so as I told you, I wear hearing aids. Well, of course, you can't wear them when you're swimming. Right. So I didn't hear the command. I just saw her go. So of course, I dived in too late, and she was ahead of me. And I swam my heart out, and we finished up like that, and she won it. She said, where the hell did you come from? I said, I'm ah. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I can hear the joy in your voice. Oh yeah, and... we have fun. We have a lot of fun. And do you go after and have a meal, or how? How does this work? Are you do you Sometimes. trade secrets? Yeah, not always. Some places, um, if you go to Scotland, they have a brilliant meat after the competition. They usually have a kelly. You know what that is? No, tell me. Oh, well, they have music and dancing, and. Uh, Oh, it's great. And especially if it's an international meet, then the band will say, are there any Germans here? And they'll go the hands and they, they'll play oompa music. Ah. <laughs> and if they're Irish, then they'll play an Irish jig. And, you know, they, the Scots are fantastic at their um, hospitality. They're great. Ah. Where's your favorite place to travel to, to swim? Oh, I don't have one favorite. We went to New Zealand. It was brilliant. Absolutely uh, marvelous. Uh, but um, I've been to Canada. I loved Canada. We went on to do the Rocky, Rocky Mountain thing. And that was brilliant. Uh, and I love Italy. I, I, there's just so many super places in the world. Next year, God willing, the championships are in Japan. Uh -huh. I have never been to Japan. And uh, there's some good Japanese people there. I had a race with a Japanese fly swimmer in Munich, in that Olympic pool in Munich. Oh. And she was a tiny little thing and I thought, you know, they know the times we can swim and they put you in the lane so that the fastest person's in the middle, so they spearhead the race. I and see. she was in the fastest lane and I thought, 
I've got the world record. Something's funny here. I better not mess about. So I could hear in those, this is a long time ago, uh, I heard the command go and I shot off. I did a good dive and I came up and there she was in front of me. She had mm. a white hat. And uh, you swim butterfly with your head down most of the time, but you can look up. And that white hat was in front of me, in front of me, 50 meters. At about 45 meters, there are flags across the pool. So you know you've got five meters to go. So I just put my head down and I whooshed in and I banged into the end. And I looked up at the board and it said, number one, Jane Asher, GB. Mm. Oh, but her face, her head was in front of me, but her arms were too short. And I reached out. That was a shame. I turned around and sort of went, right. And she did a Japanese bow. And I thought, oh, they're so polite. I shouldn't have been quite so triumphant. But I would see now she might she might be in Japan next year. I haven't seen her again. Do you keep in touch? Do you keep in touch with your international swimming people? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, 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 because we do that, I go. I take language lessons. I'm not taking Japanese lessons. Uh, I can say sayonara, and that's about it. Ah. <laughs> oh I went to gosh. I went to the Ukraine. We we swam in the Black Sea. We've been oh, we've been all over the world with this. It's great if you like to. When you you've got to make some money. You you know you pay for it all yourself. Right. But um, if you go in groups, you're not going. You can share rooms. You can share accommodation. You, can, oh. you do what you can not to throw all your money away. Oh my goodness! But it's a, it's oh, a, you, it's a you're to, having so much fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It just sounds like you need to write a book. No, I talk to people. Yeah. They can write the books. <laughs> you ah. have to sit down and write. I can't be doing that. <laughs> no. What's your day look like now? What's your regular day for, for you? Well, on a, for instance, um, I meet people who want to swim better, but they don't want to join a club specially. So I, on, there's an occasion where I have a lovely young woman who's a triathlete. You know that swim yes. by cycle yes. run. Um, So I swim with her and I give her the tips that I give the club when I'm a coach and we swim together on a Monday morning. So that's me and Alex. Then on Monday night, I swim with my club. Tuesday, I belong to a singing community chorus, so I don't swim. Wednesday, I go to Tai Chi in the morning and I swim at night. Thursday, I swim at Crystal Palace, which is a 50 meter pool. And then we have a Pilates class. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Friday, I go to a Pilates class here with my daughter. And then Saturday, it depends. Quite often, there's a competition or there's, there's something else to do. Sunday morning, we swim again. That's about it. Do you ever it. just kind of have some tea and, and relax in your home and take a nap? I uh, take a nap, yeah. Because we yeah. swim from 9 till 10 at night. Oh. And uh, I have to get up at half past 6 two of those mornings. So I, I take a nap, but sort of from two till three. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a garden, which I care for in the summer and a house that I don't keep tidy. <laughs> and I keep in touch with people on emails. I do a lot of emails because I've got, you make friends all over the world. I've got a friend in Hawaii mm. and uh, we went to Greece together, these American women. 
and I. I've got a friend in um, Australia who I keep in touch with, and uh, Americans I keep in touch with. Who and a lot of people you you know you like to keep saying what you're doing, how are things going, are you better, have you been sick, are you well, what are you doing next, and it's it's just nice to keep in touch. And then sometimes you say, well, I'll see you in uh, Fukuoka in Japan. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. So much fun you're having. I love that. You know, the exercise seems like it's down on the list. You're just enjoying yourself well, so you're thoroughly. Right. You have to. You have to. Plenty of things can go wrong. It's a muddy, messy old world, isn't it? And if you don't, you don't want to listen to the news too much. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yep. I'm also, I'm, I agree with you. I, I can't watch it and I can't hear the, the voice of our, um, oh, no, you, you don't know who. Talk about that. <laughs> can't hear the voice. A rude so, words. Such rubbish comes out. Yeah. yeah. He tweets again. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, there we are. Jane, it has been such a delight speaking with you, and I am very excited to follow your uh, career here. The well, next, hope... <laughs> the next race is. Oh well, where? Uh, we're going to we're going to Guernsey. Actually, I've okay. got a race on the seventh of March. Uh, the one I want to beat is a it's a, it's a challenge. It's two hundred meters individual medley. So you start off with 50 meters butterfly mm. and then you turn and do 50 meters backstroke, you get your breath back. Then you do 50 meters breaststroke, which takes your legs to, and then you finish off with front crawl and that's lovely. Mm. But mm. it's quite hard and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it going so that when I come to next year, I'll go for the record. And then I've promised my legs I won't ask them to do that again. But you I have a contract with your body. <laughs> uh, it, well, it talks to me sometimes. It says, ow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any advice for people who are, you know, they're, they know that they're aging and they're a little bit lost to, you know, what do I do now? My life is different. My kids are yeah. grown. What do you say to them? Well, try swimming. Because if you go down to the swimming pool, there's surely going to be someone who'll say something to you. And that gets a conversation going, and they may say, see you next week. So you go back. You have to find somebody who'll talk to you. And then you look forward. And then afterwards you say, shall we go for a coffee? And we've got a lovely coffee shop next door to the public pool where I swim with Alex. And we see other people who've been in the water at the same time as us. They're not racing people. They just go in because they like to have a swim. And they feel, you always feel better for it. I mean, we feel better, although we swim from 9 till 10 at night. It's much too late. But you, you feel good when you get out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like a little investment in yourself. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's right. Oh, boy. What, what an abs absolute delight. Um, thank you so much for bearing with me with my technical problems. Well, and, I was lucky. Uh, I've got my daughter. My granddaughter is a, a really IT. She's in. She's a journalist, and she works with Americans. So uh -huh. she knows how. She knows how. She to knows do. how we can be. 
Well, she knows how to sort the television out. That's what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> IT. Oh, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Listen, best of luck. Thank you. And it was an absolute pleasure. Well, I'll have fun. It's nice to talk about things. Jane Asher's delight in living is just contagious. I was so taken by how many times she said that was a lot of fun. And she's got this childlike spirit that I found absolutely uplifting, uh, which is what we need right now. She talks about uh, her international swim meet friends. And uh, I loved when she said she got both hips replaced and it was a fantastic operation. And I had never heard someone refer to hip replacement as fantastic before. So uh, I'm taking from this interview just her absolute passion for life, her passion for activity and engagement and it was such a true pleasure speaking with her. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. Hello, Zesties. I want to tell you about one of my all-time favorite exercise and stress reduction tools, which I am really relying on during this quarantine, but I've sung its praises for years. The benefits are seemingly endless. Uh, it's great for toning and strengthening muscles. It improves your lymph system, your metabolism. It helps with joint pain and balance, and it's even used by NASA astronauts because it's such an efficient way to exercise. And if you're older or you're worried about your balance, you can order a stabilizer bar to hang on to. I'm talking about my NEDAC Rebounder mini trampoline. I put on my music and I have my own dance party. Because for me, exercise needs to be fun and invigorating. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. Now is not the time for the philosophy of no pain, no gain, because we're in enough pain. This is a way to feel good and energized and have fun. It really does help mood as well. And I like that NEDAC is made in the USA and it is really solid. I've had mine for 15 years and it's still in great shape. The NEDAC Rebounder will help us get through this quarantine in better shape mentally and physically. And there's also a model that folds up if space is an issue. One of my clients puts it on her driveway and uses it while she's watching her kids during the quarantine. Anyway, I can't recommend NEDAC Rebounders enough. They are a worthwhile investment in your health and overwhelm overall well-being, especially now. If you are interested in a mini trampoline, please don't buy a cheap one. Those can be actually dangerous, and it is really worth uh, investing in a good quality one. And right now, if you use the coupon code just for Zestful Aging listeners, the code is Zestful, they are going to include a free cover for you. So go to NEDAC.com. It's N-E-E-D-A-K. 
zestfulaging.com. And if you have any questions, you can contact me at zestfulaging.com. I really am their biggest fan. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And Too Much Stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest.